Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Tuesday, March 14th, uh, short show today due to uh, Husker baseball. Going to uh, have pregame at 5.30, so uh, we got about 20 minutes together here. Um, if you want to call in, go ahead, ask any question. Short show, like, I don't even know what to do. 402-479-1400, the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline and Text Line are always live. Scotty's already text in, and uh, I will definitely talk a little bit about what kind of music is played in the skiff. And, and he also wants to know uh, <laughs> what my favorite music is. Oh, boy. Going to have to get some filler before we uh, answer that one. Uh, folks, it's 52 out right now. Feels like 45. Uh, wind is south, 17 miles an hour. So a couple of nice days. Today, tomorrow, supposed to be a high of 66. So spring is spring's trying. It's trying so hard. But then again, you know, when we get to the weekend, we're going to go down to 26. Uh, I'm your host, Jack Riggins. This is... Drive Time Lincoln, restoring American values and bringing common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac standing at attention for whatever reason is executive producing the show. Good job, Johnny. You didn't giggle in the opener, and I tried to monologue very long. <laughs> oh, I you. noticed. Uh, that was the time. Had you not met, uh, compared it to standing at attention before, where now that was the only thing sinking through my head? And I realized I was locking my knees too much. That's the, criticize, the oh, criticism yeah. I'm giving myself now. Yeah, yeah. If you lock them out for too long, you'll literally faint. Yeah. It happens at military ceremonies all the time. Somebody locks their knees out and, you know, they can go down, right, left, forward, right on their face. It's uh, it's one of those things where you laugh, but at the same time you feel really bad because literally it knocks out your blood flow and then people pass out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you see it all the time. People have to stand at attention for a long time. Yeah. There's tricks of the trade, as they like to say. Luckily, you only had me wait like 45 seconds or whatever it yeah, was. It wasn't too long. lock your knees out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all veterans, you know what I'm talking about there. That uh, That is not something anybody wants to see. Uh, perusing today, um, I got... Uh, what in the heck has gone on in history on this day, March 14th? Might talk about that. Um, I mean, I know it's Fox News, but I've just, I've had a lot of interesting thoughts where this, this headline, and I want you to realize, considers San Francisco considering uh, $5 million in reparations uh, per African American. Um, what's noted there is that San Francisco never had slavery. Um, that's just the headline. I looked at the article, but I've got some thoughts on that. Um, <laughs> it's just that that leads the Fox News lead, um, and it probably should. I mean, who who comes up with that stuff? As I've talked about a lot on the show, and it's been covered in other areas, um, one Senator Michaela Cavanaugh down here in Lincoln, out of Omaha, has promised to filibuster as long as she can um, to stop what she feels is conservative agenda pushing over several bills, um, most likely um, school choice, abortion, and um, trans rights, if you will. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. 
but I do. I've said before, I give her credit for using the system to slow down governance. I do give her credit for that. It's it's brilliant uh, politicking. That's what it is. You have to remember it's a game. Um, now, at the same time, you know, it won't work. The priority bills that the conservatives want to get through are going to get through. And, of course, that's exactly why she's doing this kind of a not really surrender the flag, but go down dying, if you will. Um, and I don't know what day she's on, but, uh, you know, her quotes are are really awesome, actually. If people don't want to take responsibility for their role in the body and their positions of leadership, if they want to put it squarely on my shoulders, that's fine. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing. We will just pass fewer bills. Well, to that part, fewer bills, I clap. I absolutely clap. Uh, She says she expects about 55 to get passed. She's fine if it's just the budget. I got to be honest. I rarely agree with the Democrat, but I'm fine with that. Just pass the budget. You know, 55 bills, that seems like plenty for me. I don't know about you, but, um, you know, I'm all about the government being stuck in some form of gridlock and not getting involved in our lives, you know, to a degree. Uh, But why do I bring it up? Because uh, the Speaker of the Legislature, John Arch, kind of rolled out how he's going to handle this now that it isn't just a flash in the pan. Um, He's going to begin uh, scheduling floor debates into the evening hours two weeks sooner than normal or than was planned. And so what does that mean? Well, that means um, that he is going to get the ball rolling through around this filibuster so that they can get legislative work done. Now, by by no means am I saying that um, I don't want our legislators to legislate. I think there's uh, been a lot of good conservative momentum going, and... um, Michaela Kavanaugh's attempt, while honorable in the sense of trying to fight for her rights or her constituents and her beliefs, um, also is just the way democracy works. And so not everybody uses that, and she is, so she's showing that she's a dedicated politician. Um, And nonetheless, a lot of the things I think that conservatives in this state care about will get passed. Um, And in this case... Speaker of the Legislature, John Arch, said, yeah, we're going to get rolling. We'll just go ahead and open up a floor debate into the evening hours two weeks sooner. And our legislature will start getting its work done, and bills will get passed, and we'll all move on. And I applaud him for that. Applaud him for getting the ball rolling. I think that's good. Uh, The other thing that stuck out, in this short show, again, uh, we've got Husker baseball at Omaha, um, or maybe it's here. I don't even know. Um, pre-game will start at 5.30, so we'll be short here on DTL today, and you guys can all enjoy Husker baseball. And then uh, Wednesday, we should have a normal whatever Wednesday, and then mayoral candidate Suzanne Geis is supposed to be on uh, Thursday, all-day show. Excuse me, 45-minute on Wednesday. Wednesday, whatever Wednesday, yep. Mark Vale will be in, yep. and then there's no show Friday, folks. So we've got a almost like a vacation week here on Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, while we were talking about Husker baseball, the story last week did catch my eye. Uh, just 
UNL and Chancellor Green and everyone trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to solve the $23.2 million budget shortfall. I, I always find that interesting that a major university, uh, especially in a state like ours where it is kind of the major university, um, would have such a shortfall. But kind of when you think about it, and I'm sure it's more detailed than this, but uh, it does kind of make sense through the COVID years that you would have a decline in enrollment that I don't necessarily think, at least a guy like me is not going to worry about uh, year in and year out yet. Um, and, of course, many people uh, graduating. So they had record number graduating classes, you know, again, because of COVID. So this, I'm more familiar with the uh, kind of backlog it causes in athletics in college. Um, but it does make sense that that would also infect the entire student body and therefore the money flow. Um, nonetheless, I I feel confident in the university leaders um, that they'll figure it out. But I have to admit, I thought, wow, that's a quite a budget shortfall. Um, you know, that they have to address by 2024. So looks like they're working it out. And that's good for dear old NU, if you will. Johnny, uh, how's the podcast going? You want to give another shout-out uh, for your podcast? I would absolutely love to give another shout-out for Re- Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. Um, every episode that I put up, I go back and I listen to it as soon as it comes up just to make sure. Um uh, you know, I didn't miss anything when I'm editing and just how it sounds and everything. And I'm really enjoying re-listening to this episode I did with Chief Atakula Kula, uh, a legendary pro wrestling career that is getting ready to come to retirement. A uh, episode I suggest anyone who even remotely likes wrestling listen to because it's, it's really good. Uh, Brian Blade will be on next week. He's been on Drive Time Lincoln several times, so a week from this upcoming Monday. Uh, Brian Blade will be on. So good things ahead for Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast as well. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, you bet. Check it out on KLIN.com. Okay, uh, listen, ever since this Black Lives Matter thing kind of blew up like a rocket ship, went really high, far, fast, a lot of craziness, and then it seemed to crash in the ground, at least depending on what you read or or look. Um, Don't know that it's really done a lot to move the needle. Um for African Americans, so to speak, um, probably is one of, not the only, but one of the other causes that has divided a lot of Americans in the way it was all handled. But San Francisco, that never had slavery, according to Fox News, uh, is considering five million uh, in reparations for African Americans. Now that's the Board of Supervisors. Um, over there in San Francisco as a way to make amends for slavery. Okay. To me, this is really simple. And I've thought about this ever since I started hearing that back two, three years ago when Black Lives Matter was gaining steam. Um, number one, if, if we want to go that route, let's just stop for a second and let's just go back in history. So, the American Indians or the indigenous Americans, commonly most of us think of them now as nations, right? That were pushed off their land. Where are you guys at? Right? Stop worrying about a team name in a pro sports 
And why are you and your lawyers not at the forefront of this reparations thing? I mean that in all seriousness. Right? If cities, states, the United States of America is going to go this way, please, please get together as one big group, kind of like a giant, you know, class action lawsuit, one big group, and go to Washington and get your reparations first. Because if that's going to be the policy of the United States of America, or states, or cities, then you have to line up first. And we, the American people, need to begin there. I mean, I'm sure we could find all kinds of other things prior to that, but to me that seems like a good start point. As we start with the westward expansion and the pushing of indigenous people off their land and putting them in small nations and rot, you know, and and how hard they've had to work to really survive. Let's let's be honest, folks. Not all the reservations, you know, and the Indian nations are have had it good over the years. So let's start there. Please. I can't believe it actually hasn't happened. Maybe it has happened and major media doesn't cover it. But the first thing when I heard all of this and started hearing people on the street going, oh, yeah, the, you know, everybody deserves that if you can somehow, some way tie yourself to slavery. Whoa, well, let's. There's no special people here, right? We're all just Americans. And then from there, let's just walk it forward. And then when we realize we can't bankroll any of that, maybe we'll get off this silly deal. But elections have consequences, and there you go. So good luck, San Francisco. <laughs> Lincoln will probably be right behind him. If Lincoln, if Mayor Bear gets reelected, we'll probably be right behind him. Uh, of course, you know, I'm I'm sure there were American Indians, indigenous Americans, whatever we want to call them, out west. But certainly around here in Lincoln, Nebraska, they would have a great claim. Um, and it should hold up, right? It should hold up. If one group is is going to do that, then it should hold up for all groups. Um, so simple thoughts on that. Scott on the text line. Okay. Uh, I mentioned yesterday something about a skiff secret compartmentalized information facility. Um, again, folks, just think of it like where military intelligence, politicians, anybody that has classified intelligence of the United States of America goes to work on it, use it, um, put it in a burn bag, shred it dispose of it properly, not carried out. So it's kind of like walking into your bank and you have the tellers. That's great. Um, you've already went through maybe a security checkpoint at the gate to come into the bank. You go to the teller. You say, hey, I want to go back in the skiff. They badge you up again or you have a badge. Let's say now you go into the bank vault and in that bank vault, you know, they close the door behind you. There are other programs the United States runs that then 
could be a skiff within a skiff. Uh, and so most of your intelligence organizations, STRATCOM, most military bases have these type facilities. Um, and uh, when you're in there, though, especially if you're going to talk about some super secret squirrel stuff, uh, oftentimes you have some white noise or you play music. And uh, that's what I had mentioned. And what I had said to Scott was he asked what kind of music. And I said, well, you know, in different skiffs, it's it's a different size. But let's say there's four folks working in there. Well, you know, if I want to listen to my music, it's eventually going to drive, you know, Johnny nuts. So, you know, I'm going to have to give up, you know, some time and let Johnny play his music. And you just kind of bounce around in typical office politics to keep everybody sane. Um, because it's, you know, it's not like some of them can be really big and nice. Others of them, it's a pain in the butt to get in and out and go to the restroom and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you just kind of, you take it easy, right? And you, you play that music just as another potential barrier because they're usually soundproof and electro something, something proof, you know, so nobody can suck trons out of there. Um, and you also asked, what was my favorite? Geez, I mean, when it comes to music, I'm not a band guy. I'm just like an era guy. And so usually on my Apple iTunes, it's just classic rock. So, you know, anything from the six, late 60s on up through the 70s, um, you know, whether it be pot smoking stuff or, uh, you know, somebody like Kiss, even into, you know, I would say the mid 80s, right, to the glam bands. Like, I like that, you know, all of the you know, from Bon Jovi to Molly Crew to Metallica. That's my that's my style. That's about where I age out and then everything before that into the late sixties. So that's me, Scotty. Great question. Appreciate it. Uh are we done, Johnny? Is that it? K L I N. Johnny's giving me the ten seconds. I guess we're done. Husker baseball coming up. Pre-game at five thirty. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You're getting the 411 from DT Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks. I was just joking. I guess we had two minutes. <laughs> two we, minutes before Oscar baseball in the pregame uh, versus. We Omaha. always have two minutes yeah, at the I, end of the I hour. I guess we or do. bottom of the hour. It's such a weird day. Hey, uh, again, uh, whatever Wednesday will be 45 minutes tomorrow. We'll do it uh, Thursday. Suzanne Geis is on full show. No show on Friday, folks. Uh, this day, March 14th, Stephen Hawking, famous theoretical physicist, uh, died at the age of 76. Um, I'm a big fan. As you know, I love all things space. 1964, uh, Jack Ruby found guilty of the murder of Lee Harvey Oswald, who, you know, people say shot John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy. Yeah, that's what they say. Uh, 1951, United Nations forced to recapture of Seoul during the Korean War. That's an interesting war to study 
if you want to know about uh, different large-scale maneuvering elements and one nation in the case of the North and Chinese backed uh, just plowing through South Korea and then the U.S. Uh, landing and eventually pushing up, you know, and uh, finally the DMZ. Uh, Albert Einstein was born on this day in Ulm, Germany, 1879. That's another, don't get too much math going there or I'll get really confused because, uh, yeah, I, every time I see something on Albert Einstein or like Stephen Hawking and they start, I, I, the mathematics, so interesting, so interesting. Uh, you should be learning about this in school, kids, but who knows what they teach these days. In 1794, American inventor Eli Whitney received a patent for the cotton gin. 